Hello, and welcome to Teach the Children the Truth, Ethnic Studies and Raza Studies in the TK-12 Classroom. I'm Marisa Villegas Ramirez, your host, and I am recording today with some, well, with a lot on my mind. As many of you know, the video of the murder of Tyree Nichols was released to the public, and folks are expressing the pain and anger that we are collectively once again experiencing, something that we shouldn't have to go through anymore. But yet here we are one more time, another Black man needlessly murdered. His mother is going through the unspeakable experience of having to prepare to bury her child. As a mother myself, I cannot imagine what that must be like. As an educator, having had to attend numerous funerals for students myself, I can empathize with the pain that Tyree Nichols' family is going through right now. I send them my love, my strength, my energy to be able to help Tyree transition and go to be with the ancestors. And I choose to focus on having conversations with my family, with my friends, with my students who are all at risk of experiencing the same type of violence on our streets every day. I know that both as a member of the community and as an educator, there's a lot of work ahead of to be able to heal wounds and guide young people in the right direction. I feel that right now, all educators should be thinking about how we're going to help our students to make sense of something that even we can't make sense of. We can't bring Tyree Nichols back, but we can teach our children the truth. I will continue to provide a space through this podcast and through the accompanying website for all of you to come and share your thoughts and gather together to share ideas, curriculum, activities, things that you feel are healing in nature for your students. And I encourage you to come together with those that you love. It can be in person. It could be online. It can be through different forums like Facebook Live or Zoom. And Talk about what you're feeling. There are a lot of people hurting right now. A lot of people that need love, need support. Don't be ashamed to be one of those people. I felt that way last night and I just happened to go onto Facebook and saw Dr. Cesar Cruz from Homies Empowerment who was doing a Facebook Live meeting and he brought us some really good medicine. And I, you know, I wasn't aware in that moment of how I was feeling having just watched the footage. But as I started to hear Cesar speak about all of the pain that we're carrying, this intergenerational trauma that we and our students and our children are carrying, I began to feel the weight of having watched that footage over the weekend. And I knew that the creator had brought me into the space I needed to be in in that moment. Cesar led us an amazing process that 
in which we did a lot of healing. Each of us in our own space, in our own homes, were able to come to terms with what we were feeling. And I, I wasn't emotional. I wasn't like on the verge of tears when I happened to log into this meeting. I just saw that he was live and wanted to hear what he had to say. But by the end of the meditation, I was crying. And I know that that's what I needed in that moment. And sometimes we just need to let it out. And there's no shame in letting our emotions out, taking some time to feel the pain and anger so that we can then be more constructive and do something positive to counter all the negativity that we're feeling around us every day. I wish all of you peace and love and power and strength to be able to get through whatever lies ahead because we don't really, we don't really know. And and with that and with your permission, I know transitioning from difficult topics like this is always awkward when, you know, there's a program on and, you know, it's kind of time to like move into something else. Um, I really want to get back to the second half of the amazing interview that I did with Mario Garcia. We're here to share in his joy and passion for teaching and learn from his words and experience and have that catapult us into the classroom so that we are ready for our students, ready to bring them that same love and passion that you're hearing from Mario. So I'm going to go ahead and shift over to the second half of our recording, and I will include in the episode notes, again, contact information in case you are in interested in reaching out to Mario, I'll also add the link for Homies Empowerment in case any of you are interested in learning more about Dr. Cesar Cruz and the work he is doing with the um, Raza Youth of Oakland. And with that, I offer you the second half of our recording. And I appreciate all of you. I love all of you. And I look forward to growing this work. And I wish you peace. In la quiche. So I got to ask you, since we're walking down memory lane, what is one of your fondest memories of our time teaching together? And we've taught together at two different school sites, right? I mean, yes, currently correct. we are directly next door to Encompass Academy, which was the second school that you and I taught together at. We were at Stonehurst yeah. together for about eight, nine mm -hmm. years. Ocho, ocho and, then, years. and then you came over here to Encompass and then a few years later, you stole me and brought me over here to encompass and sure I, did. I, I was here for five wonderful <laughs> I was doing years. that heavy recruiting like come on come <laughs> yeah, on let's do yeah. it again <laughs> and um partner in crime of course yeah and i also want to uh just really quickly take a moment to uplift the space that we're in we are sure. currently in the amazing 81st avenue library which Simone. is adjacent to and on the shared campus with encompass and acorn woodland shared campus uh mm -hmm. for oakland unified school district and i want to um thank anthony who was big ups know, to Ant. one of the amazing librarians here that i had the pleasure of both of us had the pleasure of knowing since the library opened and he was hired and he was able to accommodate us with you know some space for this evening to do our recording so i just want to uplift this library and it's an amazing library it's a full service community library mm -hmm. that really offers a lot to this deep east oakland community that's really no doubt. in need of a space like this and every 
every neighborhood in Oakland should have a library like this. I agree. No so. doubt. That's that. That's well said. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of want to echo, you know, um, uplifting this the beautiful 81st Avenue library here in East Oakland. You know, you talk about sacred ground. It, it, it mm. really is. You know, there's a lot of things I could say about the library. But, yeah, I got to just repeat giving Anthony props because, um, yeah, we were trying to figure out a place to do. We were just about to go off campus and try to find a cafe or something. He was like, he said, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to get you in there right now. So. Hopefully um, that, you didn't get him Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I hope we ain't putting you on blast, Anthony. <laughs> no, pero it, it, you know we it's 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 much much appreciated, and I think it's right to give uh, him as well as just the whole library um, some some real shine yes. here, you know. Yeah, Simon. So so back to the question. Um, what, what's your your fond, fondest most memory. most fond wow. memory, or your you know the one that just like? And I know that's kind of a hard question because we have hard, so man. many you could do you know two or three it's all good I mean, what I like. what, put what? me on the spot Goma. I, so I'm, I'm gonna throw one out there for so catch this bone <laughs> star wars okay star okay wars. well i wasn't even thinking about that <laughs> but man i cannot deny that that is an incredible memory um uh my comadre Marisa and I, we share many, many interests, um, you know, but, you know, aside from many things connected to uh, education and politics and culture and, and us, you know, we, I mean, we both, we both love music with a lot of similar tastes in music. We both love film. And within that film world, we are some diehard, hardcore mm -hmm. Star Wars geeks. Proud, proud, very proud Star Warriors. Yes. This, this, the 77 when yep. salió la primera mm -hmm. película. So we go yeah. back, OG original Star Wars fans, um, and the and kind of the love and passion we have for that saga. Oh, we brought it to our students, <laughs> and it was amazing. Okay. I mean, some people might think I'm putting too much on it, but man, that. Uh, the way we incorporated Star Wars into yep. the curriculum and introduced them to the films and 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 kind of literally took them to the openings of the films of the of the prequels, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, show, showed them like the original trilogy on on I think in those days it was VHS, VHS. pretty sure, and um, discussed it with them, wrote about it. You know, it was pretty incredible you know so as a, as a as a long time star wars fan you know that was real satisfying and um and it was beyond yeah i i, I know to some people they're probably thinking it sounds a little trippy or corny and no second but i mean for real it was so real right i mean the way those kids connected to it and were inspired to start writing about the characters yeah. and and discussing some 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 of the um, influences and philosophies right. and and things within the films, so um, honestly, I was not thinking of that, comadre. <laughs> but man, I I have to say without a doubt that is one of my fondest memories because yeah. that was good stuff, you know. And we even connected it to some of the culture and politics. We todo. And we talked about designing a whole curriculum, we which did. you know we never really like. Um, there's still time to do it, but well, I mean, I, we I never like that on though. Just you know, you so did, for yeah, yeah. for for every single year that I was a classroom teacher, which was 24 years, mm -hmm. 
um, starting, of course, at Stonehurst and at Encompass. Those are the only two sites I've, I've been at in terms of being a full-time teacher. Right. Um, you know, I've done other stuff all around the district, but yeah, um, these have been my two schools. But cada año, uh, you know, whether I'm teaching third, fourth, or fifth, I would I would incorporate that. But it would be usually something special I would do towards the end of the right. year, but it, I, I never stopped doing that um but yeah that that's a cool memory that yeah the the, the force was with us for show i thought you'd like that one yeah yeah you know <laughs> but now, but, now i wouldn't have come up with it on my own mm, but but thanks for helping me out you absolutely because i could have gone a lot of places there's there's a <laughs> uh, lot yeah, of other I know. ones I mean, so so what's one that comes to mind for you um well man we would uh we would, uh, Stonehurst had this uh, big grass lawn in the back, and uh, we would take our classes out there and do ceremonia, yeah. you know, and uh, we would have a circulo, and I mean, you know, we would burn sage mm -hmm. and do the drumming and the rattles and um, teach them about the four directions, but we used it, and you know, the in those times, if I'm not mistaken, the majority of the students were of Mexican descent back in, in this was 97. The, the mm -hmm. demographics have obviously changed. Yeah. Most of them were of Mexican descent and the ones that were not were usually the, the El Salvador. Um, but they were all Latino in, in our classes at that time. And it was kind of bilingual classes. That's and we had bilingual why, yeah. classes, but we but we First also years. worked. But yeah. we but we also, you know, um, worked with other classes and in you know we kind of collaborated with other teachers and all that but that was a reality then and um we very much connected it to their roots and 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 all of that but what it really was was it it created in a very powerful way of uh beyond sort of just more of a knowledge of self and their um indigeneity it was like this safe place this place where they felt comfortable and acknowledged and just like um safe i mean remember how even the shy kids would just open yeah. up and start like that we had never heard those more timid quiet kids right. express themselves more than within those circulos yeah. that we held out there on the grass and that was a that that's a very powerful memory that that was strong and it's because they were they were being allowed to bring their cultural wealth, their way of connecting to what we were teaching. And that was something they'd never been asked to do before. Right. Yeah. And and even if they didn't fully necessarily understand mm -hmm. it, um, it that, that really wasn't the point. It, it was kind of just sort of introducing them to some of... Um, some, some of the customs and ways of our antepasados mm -hmm but trying to create something that um, that allowed them to open up without holding back. Yeah. And, and it did that. And yeah. for me, anyone that wants that has any doubts or wants to criticize it, the, I think that speaks for itself. Like, you know, nothing else got these kids to come out of their shell. Mm -hmm. This did it. That proves that that it matters and it's important. Right. That was you know? sacred medicine that they needed That's in order it. to be able it's to medicina. connect, to open up. And 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 that is something that in my now 26th year, I have 
done every year with mm-hmm. every group that I've ever taught. Mm-hmm. I do ceremonia with all my kids. And now that right I work on. over here at Logan, I have five classes. Well, I teach three Rasta studies classes. So those are the classes I do ceremonia with. So every semester I'm doing, you know, ceremony with about 90 to 100 students and bringing that knowledge in. In fact, just today I gave one of my She's not even a, one of my Raza students. She's in my LGBT class. And she asked me if I could provide her with some sage because mm-hmm. she didn't want to like go on Amazon and buy it like mm-hmm. that. She wanted to get it the right, right way as a gift, you know, from uh, yeah. from folks that understand. You hooked her up. You know, it, that it, is, it, that it is probably came from our compadre Ruben, I bet. It did you know, come from, from compadre Ruben. Ruben yeah, another product of Oakland Public Schools, yes, Fremont yes. High. And um, so, so I definitely... Um, being able to provide our students with that kind of knowledge is yeah. is what has allowed me and inspired me to be able to keep doing mm-hmm. what we do because it's so oh, you know, I can draining and we're giving yeah. so much of ourselves. And so I, you know. I can dig it because it, it was not just, I, I believe, um, empowering and quite a impactful to to our students but it you know it re-energized us it, it, it inspired us as educators as well and um yeah and that and that's something i think all teachers need is to find something that keeps them going because yeah. it, it it is not difficult to kind of get burnt out and kind of get in a rut and it, it it's it to a certain degree it's it's normal and natural it's going to happen but we have to have strategies and ways of getting out of that to keep it moving. So, um, yeah, and of course now all kinds of memories are just flooding into my brain. And now, of course, there's all more names I want to mention, but I, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. But there, I'm. I'm thinking of a lot more former colleagues um, that that we worked with. But it was a, it was a beautiful familia we had. You know, and not not to say it was all, just you know. Like, what do you how, how do you say it? like it wasn't just roses fun and games or, mm-hmm. or whatever it was a struggle there were hard times no doubt um especially after those first three years when miss yeah. cook retired when miss cook retired it, it, took it a got dramatic a dramatic shift and that coincided with the whole curriculum changing and more yes. of the mandatory Local it was court. a lot of more uh, mm-hmm. scripted mandatory curriculum and and both ELA and math, right. and it just it the game changed in a major way. I mean, we still had that a lot. That didn't sway us, though. No, it, we, we stopped. Just gonna say, we still yeah. had a lot of good energy and did a lot of good work, but they 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 didn't make it easy. That's for sure. It was that gorilla teaching. <laughs> that's, that's what I used to always say. <laughs> I right? know, gonna, I know. I remember gorilla teach this gorilla bad boy. teaching. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mario, I'm I'm wondering. Uh, who has been your your most important personal or professional inspiration in mm. in your life and in your in your career as an educator? Mm. You know, I, I, I feel a tremendous amount of uh, gratitude for for the fact that there have been many, many. You know, I, I've been I've been very blessed in, in that regard with with people who have uh, inspired and, and guided me over the years. Um, but but without a doubt, you know, I kind of touched on it earlier. The the first that come to mind are are my parents, both of them, in 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 kind of different ways, but in in ways that are very much connected. 
I'm kind of in awe of, of the way they, they raised four children in Oakland, California, and um, kind of just that whole journey. But aside from, from, from being beautiful, loving, caring, supportive parents, you know, my, my mother, Judy Garcia, has been a teacher in Oakland Unified School District right here for like 50 years. And um, she she's OG for real. And and again, I, I we touched on it before. She was part of the reason that I became a teacher, without a doubt. Um, and you know, there there's a lot of other things I could say about that. But yeah, she's helped me a lot through my career. I've been very fortunate to have such an ed- excellent, dedicated educator as me, Mama, there with me on this journey the whole time. I, the whole time. I have to real quick interject. I have a, a fond memory of your mom actually being our BITSA coach. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, beginning teacher support. For a long I time. forget what the A stands for. She's but still doing that. By I know the way. she is. Right. You know, all these <laughs> yeah. years. And, and I know, I mean, how much I learned from her and how supported I felt. And, you know, of course, I want to, you know, send send her love for, you know, taking care of us and, and so many other new teachers that were coming into the mm. district green, not knowing what they were doing and right. and feeling like they had someone they could turn to Definitely. that really cared and knew the community and could, you know, help help them get adjusted and, and hopefully yeah. have longevity in what is a very challenging calling that we've all responded mm. to. Yeah, thank you. Um, th- thank you for honoring me, Mama, and, and my family that way. And I mean, I see that. I agree. And, and I, I hear that all the time, you know, and um, and I tell my mom that, you know, probably not as much as I should, but I definitely tell her that um, because, yeah, it's a, it truly is an amazing fountain of, of, of just knowledge and wisdom and experience. And, and she shares it freely all the time. So um, I'm very grateful for that. Um, and you know, there, there's other parts of that as well. You know, I I would also definitely call my, my mom an activist. She's, she, she's part of what inspired my activism and she's still very, very much involved with the community to this day. Um, and you know, along with, with me, Jefito, who I also, you know, I, I, I can't just mention one of them. I gotta mention both because, um, me, papi, Joel, Don Joel Garcia, um, a lot of people know who he is, especially especially in the Bay Area, because of, of just the work he's done. And both my parents were actually really involved with a lot of civil rights stuff um, back in you know the '60s and '70s and, and onward. Um, and they were both in, involved very much with the Chicano movement. Um, you know, they they helped start the elementary school that well i should say the preschool centro infantil de la raza um they were part of the early group of parents that helped really get that off off the ground and um you know that that was a beautiful man we could do a whole podcast on centro please believe please believe you know and as well as la escuelita and you know i think but you know both both those schools still exist here in oakland um, definitely La Escuelita. They've been they've been doing some some good work still to this day. I mean, it's a lot different now, but still, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hear a lot of good things about La Escuelita. So much love to Centro and La Escuelita. And yeah, that's just an example of the many things um, that my, my parents helped bring to Oakland. Um, but 
my dad was very much, I mean, <laughs> I keep saying this, we could definitely do a whole podcast on my dad. It, it, pe people that know, know, you know, uh, my, my pops is a real one, man. And he's he's been doing beautiful work um, for many different causes, um, but definitely, you know, for La Raza, um, uh, for, for the Spanish speaking community, brown folks in general, uh, throughout Oakland, especially in the Fruitvale. Um, he, he, he and my mother still currently, you know, working with, with camaradas from, from the old school and, and various projects in the town, including being part of like the, uh, Fruitvale history project and, um, keeping ties to various schools and organizations and things like that. Like they're still doing it. Like they don't quit. So, um, you know, I could really go on and on about that. But when you talk about my biggest inspirations, I, you, yes. you, you, you get the idea right there. Right. Cause believe me, I, there's more I could say, but, um, yeah, yeah. Mi mama, mi jefito. Um, I don't even think that did, did it justice, but yeah, that, that would definitely be the first one that pops in my head. And like I said, I, I've been hella lucky, like, cause there's many others I could name, but the, that was easy in terms of the first ones I would mention. And that's exactly who I thought you were going to mention. <laughs> yeah. It's logical. Surprise, you know? surprise. Yeah. Huh? So, you know, out of respect for time, I know, again, it's been a long day and a long week. I just, I kind of want to wrap by mentioning that the, the title of this podcast, Teach the mm -hmm. Children the Truth, yay, yay. is actually inspired by... A, a gift that you gave me uh, around Christmas time, our first year teaching in 1997. Uh, Christmas in 97. Yeah, you, you made you made me a, a handwritten card on printer, white printer paper, you know, nothing fancy. But then, you know, the real gift was in the writing, not the paper itself, right? And, and you folded it in half, like, you know, like a card and on the front, it was like the cover, it, it had in block letters, teach the children the truth, dot, mm -hmm. dot, dot. And then you open it up inside and on the inside is, mm -hmm. you know, your message to me about, you know, us having taken this, started this journey and surviving yeah. the first few months, making it to Christmas, you know, being in a, in a, a wild and crazy environment with, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of struggles ahead. But uh, it, it just inspired me and made me feel like we were the both of us were in the place that we were meant to be in that moment and into mm -hmm. the future. And so I just want to thank mm -hmm. you for, for planting that seed for me, because that, that phrase teach the children, the truth is very much a foundation for everything that mm -hmm. I have accomplished as an educator for the last 26 plus years. Right on. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, that I, I feel honored. Thank you for the acknowledgement. I, uh, I mean, I don't remember that card, mm -hmm. but it definitely like. I mean, that def that sounds right. Like, and you know, it like I, I I can totally see that. The reason I wrote that is basically because that has been even. That's something I started. Um, really thinking about and, and integrating into my preparation for being an educator, something I really latched onto strongly in college, which was really um, inspired by Brother Bob Marley, mm -hmm. who, you know, I mentioned earlier that I, you know, I, I mean, I'm really into music big time. 
Um, and I, I, and I mean, I live, I love a lot of different genres of music, depending on the vibe and the, and the mood y todo eso. Um, but it, like around high school, I started really getting into reggae big time. And, you know, with, within that beautiful world of reggae music, you know, Bob Marley is my, is my guy, man. Like to this day, he is a strong, uh, spiritual, uh, mentor and, and, and guide. And he, he's very much a hero to me and he has been since high school. And, um, and so, yeah, but I really, really started getting deep into Bob at, at, at Cal in college. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, long story short, you know, he, he has so many hella dope songs, um, obviously, and so many powerful, righteous messages of truth and justice and just realness. Um, but one, one of my favorites is Babylon System. That, that's on the uh, survival album. And, you know, one of the lyrics in the song, it's actually not teach the children the truth. It's, you know, tell the children the truth. Tell the children the truth. And um, and man, I love that song so much. And I mean, Bob's voice echoes in my head to this day when I'm teaching with those words. Mm. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll change it, especially in, in through the lens of being an educator to teach the children the truth, which, you know, basically the same message. So. Um, you know, I, since you brought that up, I, I, I had to give the Honorable Robert Nesta Marley some some props on that. I was hoping you um, would. But but as well, it clearly has become part part of part. You know, the, I would even go as far as say the foundation of my teaching philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, uh, over the years, kind of my 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 certain thoughts and feelings, and I guess you would say general philosophy surrounding. Um, education in general have kind of changed they, they become a little more complicated but there's certain ones that are just going to be there por, por vida you know and and that's one so um it is a deep honor to know that i in many ways i, I was the influence for the name of, of this podcast or at mm -hmm. least bob marley's lyrics and the card the christmas card i yeah. gave you well that would have been right around the middle of our very first year that's teaching right. in 97 yeah yeah Right on. Yeah. Well, That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> well, I'm I'm so excited and feeling so blessed to have you be my official first interview on wow. this podcast. It's like a making history. Yeah, huh? it's a milestone. Uh, definitely a milestone uh, episode that's going to be you know airing. And um and obviously I I would love to have you back on again in the future. And you know some of the names of folks that you dropped. Mm -hmm. Those Stonehurst people, folks yeah. from Encompass, folks from, you know, that have gone to schools around the district at this point, mm -hmm. you know, um, some of our folks are outside of the district, like myself. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of them are still here in Oakland. So it's, you know, again, an opportunity through this podcast to be able to hear from individuals, hear stories, hear inspirations. What is your why? Like, why did you start on this path? Mm -hmm. And what is keeping you here and what can inspire you to be able to continue for however much longer you plan to, right? So it, it's just a, you know, our stories aren't shared. We don't share our stories enough. And we know that in this time of folks uh, attacking ethnic studies teachers, Rasa studies teachers, uh, critical mm -hmm. race theory, culturally relevant teaching, all of it, that mm -hmm. we know we're doing sacred work. 
we know we're we're responding to the needs of yes, our communities sir. and and one way to do that is to share our stories because we are hopefully inspiring future generations the next seven generations to come in and take our place when we step down yeah and um and i also you know will be inviting students young scholars to be on the podcast as well Orale. so if you could think of any uh folks mm -hmm. that you're still connected with or even current oh, students uh, absolutely that might have some knowledge oh, to no sprinkle doubt, no doubt let's get them on here so, yeah, oh, yeah man we are here with just a wealth of beautiful knowledge wisdom experience talent skills i mean i you know it it, it it's a beautiful thing you know and it it, it is we it must be said within a, a reality that can be very challenging and painful, not necessarily beautiful. I mean, so it's, it's a lot of ugliness in it también, but from a lot of that pain and struggle comes these beautiful um, vibes, you know, kind of like Pac with the whole, with, you know, mm -hmm. the, the rose that grew from concrete, como esa onda, um, is uh, something I, I think about all the time, you know. So, uh, muchísimas gracias, you know. It, it's been an honor. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to thank you and just just end by, you know, also thank you. the, I guess, the influences that I've touched on throughout the interview, you know, it, it, it's a we thing, you know. It's not about me. It's not about you. It, it, it's about all, mm -hmm. all of us to, together. So, you know, it's like each one teach one. Con unidad, you know. Que viva la raza. Yeah. Eso. En la que I hope. <laughs>